What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Fandom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanako, and I am here with Casey, and we are discussing The Walking Dead, Season 10, Episode 19. The episode title is One More, and this episode is one of the six bonus episodes that we got for Season 10. It is taking place, this it looks like a few weeks after Maggie has returned to Alexandria, um, we have Gabriel and Aaron who are out scavenging. They're looking for food for the community because as we know, the community was destroyed by the Whispers just prior to the Whisperer War. So they're low on supplies. They're low on everything. Um, looks like they're a little low on morale too. In this um, episode, Gabriel and Aaron have been out for about two weeks and you can just kind of tell it's kind of getting to both of them. Um there are moments in this episode where they both seem just kind of through with everything. And um, I, I actually, I really enjoyed this episode. It started off kind of slow. Um, yes. or I won't say slow. It was, it was more so building up, just kind of letting us see what, you know, I get, I guess seeing a little bit of the normal stuff, which it's a good thing sometimes because we get to see so much of the action and so much of what's going on. Sometimes with this show, we don't get to take a step back and just kind of breathe mm-hmm. and, and observe. So I think that's what the first part of this episode did. And um, it was really interesting. Um, I actually liked, I like the fact that they've now moved to digital filming because the scenes and the cinematography seems so much clearer and crisp that opening montage with the flowers and the bees Uh you know while they were killing the walkers and you can see the the blood splattering on the flowers that was so vivid yeah it was so i I, I liked it i did too i I did like the opening sequence it gave you a break from by doing it that way you know that they're killing walkers but it kind of gives you a break from the gore and the the excitement of walkers and makes it just a little you know put it a little more serenely that we still out here doing what we got to do right right and i one of the one of the opening scenes that we got to see um so basically what they're doing is they're going by a map that maggie has given them you know Mm -hmm. with some potential places that they can go to for you know finding food and that sort of thing and um, one of the places that's on the map, when they get to it, looks like it used to be a house and it's been burned to the ground. Um, not only that, but the people who lived inside looks like two adults and a child were also burned inside the house. It looks like they were all huddled together, probably for protection, probably to keep the child from being scared and they ended up dead as well. My first thought was this had to be the Reapers. Me too. Because that, that kind of, so it's kind of like, even though this episode kind of focuses on Gabriel and Aaron, it still reminds us, yeah, there's this new thread out here, you right. know? And it was just, we saw a lot of this imagery within the episode, not just from this particular site, but also a couple of the other sites that they search. Um, there's a store in particular that has walkers on the inside and when Gabriel finds a way to get inside and get up to the roof he sees that there are some more people who were on the roof 
Um, they've spray painted stay, uh, Save Us onto the roof of the building, which makes me wonder if they were also seeing the Civic Republic helicopters and they did that to try to get them to save them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but there's there's a couple that apparently died together. Looks like it might have been a murder-suicide, probably once things got to the point where they realized they weren't being rescued. They're huddled together on a mattress. They're embracing. It almost looks like the, the skeletons are kissing, but one of them has a gun in its hand. And then there's another person on the roof that is, uh, you know, the walker is still alive. It looks like that person was handcuffed to a pole and left Mm -hmm. to die. I don't know what that situation was, but it's just kind of, you know, it kind of makes you realize how batshit crazy this world got after all of this. And Mm -hmm. we don't know how long those skeletons have been there, how long that walker has been there. I mean, it could have been, it could have been the whole 10 years that they were there. You know, especially if they had written Save Me, they were still probably early on in the pandemic or, you know, the (laughs) apocalypse. I'm sorry, I'm so used to saying pandemic. But, you know, early on in the apocalypse when they thought there was still a possibility of them being saved. Yeah, that was my thought. When I saw the Save Us, I didn't think Civic Republic. I thought it was people from the beginning, you know, uh, you know, like with any national disaster, whether it's a flood, people go to the roofs, right. the roof of the house to be rescued. So, you know, that there is somebody here. Yeah. So that was my initial thought when I saw that while wow, they've been up there since the beginning and they waited and they waited for somebody to come save them. But of course we know help never came. So that was my thought. I did not at one, I didn't think civic Republic at all. Mm, yeah because that's the only those are the only helicopters that we've seen i mean even all the way from the first episode with rick right when he gets to downtown atlanta he sees a helicopter and the helicopter had the three symbols of the civic republic so at this point those are the only helicopters that we've known of in this universe to exist after everything fell so because even when rick was coming out of the hospital in that first episode you could see military craft that had crashed probably because i don't know maybe maybe it got overpowered by walkers or you know i don't know there there's so many different things about the beginning that we don't know um as far as this show we've seen a little bit of what might have happened with fear the walking dead and the world beyond as far as you know, planes crashing because people turned on the planes and overpowered the pilot right. and that sort of thing. So that was just one of those things. It, it was a sad, you know, sad state of events to see that. And then there's another, there's another part where they're walking along a street and they see, they see bullets in the ground. And when they look up, there's like a line of cars that have had their windows shot out and the cars have been shot up. So obviously somebody attacked these people while they were trying to escape. You see some, you see a skeleton of a horse with a rider on the horse that probably were also shot. It's just, you know, it's just a, a, a reminder in this quieter episode that this is what they've dealt with for the last 10 years. You know, it's one of those things where it made me think that, you know, wow, we've been in this, in this in this world now for 10 11 years yeah yeah and, and, and so much has happened in it right 
upon a time. So it's not like it's been a quiet 10 years. No, it's been some things popping off. <laughs> right. And it's also a reminder that our group is not the only one, you know, they're not the only ones who have had to deal with conflict from other people. Like these, these other little scenes are kind of a reminder that, yeah, everybody is dealing with that. And I think it kind of ties into what we find in later episode as far as, you know, whether there are evil people still in the world, good people still in the world, it kind of ties into that really right. well, but it's just one of those, it, it makes you sad because it's like 11 years, is this really what the world is reduced to? And, and we see a little bit of that in Gabriel and Aaron's conversation later on in the episode when Gabriel you know, Aaron, they're having a conversation and Aaron says something to Gabriel about he needs to start preaching again. And Gabriel says, I don't want to preach anymore. You know, I don't expect this to change. This is the world we live in now. And mm -hmm. that's just such a sad statement to think that this is what this is what the world is reduced to now. Right. You know? Because even with if, if you was, I don't know, was it the beginning of the episode or, or, or the previews when, you know, that Father Gabriel is giving the intro monologue and it's showing, you know, how he's gotten to this point where he feels this way. Because remember, he's the one that killed Dante. Everybody mm -hmm. thought somebody else, it was him. You're not expecting no preacher to kill nobody. You expected him to, you know, let vengeance be served the way it's supposed to be served, mm -hmm. but clearly he was vengeance. Right. <laughs> you know, so you can tell with all these things that have happened and built up him losing half his sight and going through that things when he was uh stuck in sanctuary with Negan and now he's essentially a leader you know in Alexandria where okay now I have to make decisions to make sure our people continue to live so that's where he says evil isn't the exception to the rule evil is the rule mm -hmm. so now I have to yes I started as this crappy pastor who locked my congregation out, out of the church so I can make sure I survive to now I'm going to kill or do whatever I need to do to uh, make sure we survive and our people survive. Yeah. So you see that grand contrast of where he was when we first saw him mm -hmm. to where he is now. And he's like, nah, evil is the rule right. because you're going to run across way more evil people trying to get what you got and if you want to survive, you're going to have to come on over to the dark side, which he did. <laughs> right, right. But I'm glad you mentioned the whole beginning of Gabriel, because I'm going to get into that towards the end of this, because I want to draw a parallel. So, but anyway, so, of course, I always say this when, we, when we're talking about our other shows, you know, you always have like funny moments before you get into the shit. So mm -hmm. this episode has some funny moments, you know, mm -hmm. you have Gabriel and Aaron, first of all, they're kind of in disagreement at this point, because once they get done with the store and they realize there's no food there, there's one more spot that they need to check. And Aaron at this point is done. He's like, I can't do this anymore. We've been out here for two weeks. We haven't found anything. Mm -hmm. I miss my daughter. I just want to go home. And right. Gabriel is the one who's like really trying to push him on. Hey, we've got to do this. We've got to come through for the community. There's just one more place we need to check. We need to go. Let's go. That's, you know, kind of where the title of the episode came from. One more, because this is the theme of 
the episode, they they keep having to go to this place, just one more place we have to check, one more. And um, as they're walking, they come across this part in the road where it looks like it might've been rain or water or something. And there's a walker in the mud and he trips Gabriel. Gabriel falls face first into this mud. <laughs> and then as he turns around to try to defend himself, Aaron kills the walker and the walker falls down on Gabriel's sword. And when Aaron pulls the walker off, Gabriel is covered in mud and walker guts and Aaron just can't stop laughing. And I was like, okay, this is a little moment of levity that we needed. This is Uh because Gabriel was not amused. (laughs) (laughs) And then he gets his little revenge later on in the episode because before they hit this water tower that they're trying to get to, they come across a warehouse. The warehouse is not on Maggie's map at all. So they're like, hmm, okay, well, let's just go into this place and check it out. So they get into the warehouse. It looks abandoned enough. Um, They go through and they start looking for things. Gabriel finds a full bottle of whiskey hidden in a desk. And Aaron happens to find a locked room with some banging. He thinks it's either a person or it may be a walker. So once he determines it's not a person, he opens the door thinking it's a walker. And we don't get to see what happens when he opens the door we find we go to gabriel who is opening up the whiskey but we hear aaron screaming and he's like "Ah! Ah!" so of course gabriel takes off running and when he gets to aaron there's a boar on the floor and aaron's like he just came at me and gabriel loses his shit like I've never seen I've never seen him be in hysterics like this before and Aaron is like it's not funny this is a vicious animal and Gabriel's like yeah you know but that scream (laughs) and eventually Aaron kind of loosens up and starts laughing too but I was like okay these are two really cute moments of them just having fun them just kind of lightening up for a little bit I was like okay so the rest of this episode is about to be some bullshit (laughs) Because you know what else? You know what else was funny when they tried to when they were at the little mini mart and they were trying to get that fat walker out the door and they pulled both the arms fell off. Oh my god, that was disgusting. That was not funny. That was disgusting because you could again with this digital photography that Uh now you can see everything in a lot more detail. So you can see their fingers going into the flesh and just kind of pull. I was just like, oh, and, and, oh, the walker that was stuck up against the tree when it was pulling away from the tree, that was so gross. (laughs) But you couldn't look away. You couldn't look away because I was just looking at it like, wow, the detail. Right. like wow that's a lot of detail but (laughs) but anyway uh so gabriel and and aaron you know they they settle down they decide to cook this board because again they've been they've been on the road for two weeks they've probably gone through whatever rations they they had with them on the trip they haven't found anything um, in all these places that they've searched. So this is like the first time that they've probably had like a substantial meal in a while. That they ain't have to share. You right. eat to right. You get a whole board to yourself? What? So they cook the board, they drink the whiskey, and there's some philosophical discussions there, which I thought was 
it was interesting learning a little bit more about Gabriel's character, which I think comes into play towards the end of the episode. Um, you know, they, they get drunk, <laughs> which is also funny. They're playing cards and as they're talking, uh, Aaron just kind of asked him, he said, so what would God think about you getting drunk right now? <laughs> and Gabriel basically was like, yeah, I don't think he minds. And Aaron makes a joke saying, oh, they're a class on whiskey in seminary school. And Gabriel says, actually, there wasn't. So he tells his background story about the person who mentored him when he was still in seminary school. And he tells a story about a funeral that they had for one of the kids in the neighborhood and how everybody came out. And when they got ready to go to the wake, the pastor took off his collar, took off his robe and, you know, grabbed some alcohol. And when Gabriel questioned him about it, you know, he told Gabriel to shut up and kind of observe. And so basically what he said was, you know, you have to listen to the people in order to be able to serve them better. And what he did was he poured, you know, alcohol for everyone. And he was there and he listened to the things that they said. And it helped make him a better preacher, which is a takeaway that Gabriel got. You know, it's one of those things where you listen and you know how to react in a situation or you know how to help that person in the situation. Right. And I was like, hmm, okay, this is interesting. But like I said, this comes in later on when they have a confrontation with the person who lives in the warehouse that they're in so who house they broke into <laughs> right which is which is funny because you would think that okay if this is your place and somebody just came in and start you know taking your stuff you would say something but no apparently what this person did was observe so Aaron and Gabriel they they go to sleep and in the middle of the night Aaron wakes up because of Gabriel snoring and he gets up and goes to take a piss. And then we see, Ga uh, we see Gabriel waking up the next morning and Aaron is not there. So Gabe, of course, is nursing a hangover. He's walking around the warehouse looking for Aaron. And as he's looking for Aaron, he comes across this stranger with a gun. And the stranger, you know, questions him. So what were y'all cooking last night? I want some. And Gabriel, of course, he's like, okay, well, new person. Let me, you know, try and see what's going on. Um, you know, I think also maybe keeping Aaron's voice in his mind because Aaron had said something to him the night before about wanting to help people. He was like, you know, when I first started going out for Alexandria, it was to help people. We haven't done that in a long time. We should do it again. And Gabriel's like, nah, nah. <laughs> you know, because because. And, and Aaron says it, I think you're just kind of phased because of what, what they went through with the whispers and not only that, but before that with the saviors and just, you know, they, they've dealt with a lot of conflict. It's been a long time since they found other people that didn't have ulterior motives or didn't have sinister motives. So I think right. at this point, Gabriel's just like, nah, you know what? He's kind of like the way Michonne was in season nine he's like no nah, you know what we have our people all i'm good <laughs> you know and i thought about that because in my rewatch now i'm in that that part of the season i'm in season nine where michonne is slowly coming out of that oh no it's just about alexandria i don't care about what anybody else is doing but that's kind of where gabriel is now so while he's sitting there with the new guy who still won't tell him his name won't really speak 
you know, he he kind of regurgitates some of Gabriel and Aaron's conversation back to them from the night before. So we know that he's been somewhere in this warehouse watching and observing and listening to them. And apparently sometime during that night, Gabriel must have been really hung over <laughs> because this guy has taken Aaron hostage, like taking his mace. He, he heard right. He's thrown it on the floor. And he's just basically taunting Gabriel at this point. Um, and once he brings Aaron out, this is where things really start getting interesting. So that's where he tells the fake story that we find out is fake. Um, well, about how, you don't think it was fake? It no, was no, it was not. And I'm going to tell, tell you why when we get to that part. Here. Okay. I'm going to tell you. So what happens is he brings Aaron out and they're, they're at a card table and he places a gun with one bullet in the chamber on the table. And his whole thing is he was listening to Gabriel's conversation with Aaron. And when G Gabriel said, you know, even evil people aren't the exception, they're the rule. So in this guy's mind, he's like, oh yeah, everybody out here, their lives, they're liars, thieves, and murderers. And his whole goal right now is to prove that point. He puts the gun on the table. He frees Aaron's arm. And basically he tells the two guys, there's one bullet in the chamber. You have a choice. You either shoot yourself or you shoot him. You shoot the other person. Because at this point, he thinks that the guys are going to shoot the other person to save themselves, self-preservation. So Gabriel picks up the gun first, pulls the trigger. Nothing happens. It goes to Aaron. Aaron does the same thing. When it comes back to Gabriel, they start having a discussion. You know, Gabriel starts talking to him about people and about the way that they are and, you know, that we we take care of each other. We're not going to do this. Maze doesn't want to hear all of this stuff. And so he, you know, he points the gun. He points his shotgun at Gabriel. Gabriel pulls the trigger again. Nothing happens. So when Aaron gets the gun and cocks it, it makes a different sound. You know that the bullet is loaded in the chamber. And Aaron is trying to talk himself out of this. He's trying to talk this guy down and saying, mm -hmm. look, we don't hurt each other. We're family. And so that's when this guy says, oh, family, let me tell you a story about family. He tells them the story about him and his brother and his brother's family. When all of this, you know, started out, they were on the road together and he basically protected his brother and the brother's family. And what happens is one night while he's asleep, he wakes up and his brother is still in the last of his food. And then his brother gives him this really weird look in his eyes and he attacks him. And we see this because the guy has like, he's visibly scarred on the side of his face like someone carved his face up. So they got into a fight or whatever. And then Gabriel asked him what happened. And all he says is I handled it. So Gabriel tries to talk him down and says, you know, he was like, 
you know, my brother taught me, a, you know, I don't blame my brother. He taught me an important lesson. And he was trying to say, my brother taught me that this is what people are. People are selfish. They're evil. Mm-hmm. And Gabe tries to talk him down. He he goes into his preacher mode, which is funny because you just said you didn't want to preach. Right. But you, you really try to talk this guy down and say, look, your brother didn't teach you anything. Your brother betrayed you, but this is not how people are. There are still good people out there and we have to go out and find the good in people. And, you know, it, it's not really, it's not really hitting with a new guy because he thinks that this is just something Gabe and Aaron are saying. To be free. To right. of, yeah, to get out of this situation. So he points his shotgun back at Aaron and is like, okay, hey, you need to go ahead and either shoot him or shoot yourself. And then he tries to use emotional blackmail because he heard um Aaron talk about Gracie the night before so he's like what about Gracie you know because Aaron is putting a gun to his head like he's gonna shoot himself he's like what about Gracie don't you want to see her again well you know what you have to do dirty 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 because of course you think that this is what somebody will be like oh okay yeah I want to see my daughter again let me go ahead and shoot him because the whole the whole rule of the game is you either shoot yourself you shoot him if y'all don't do either I'm gonna shoot you both right so at this point it's kind of like a lose-lose situation right any way you look at it right (laughs) so when Aaron goes to point the gun at his head and and the guy starts counting down when he gets to one Aaron screams and gets ready to pull that trigger he tells him to stop because he realizes Aaron was really going to sacrifice himself in order to not shoot Gabe and he's still adamant about this is what people are. He's pointing at his face. This is what people are. They're evil. They're selfish. They're whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And Gabe talks him down. He's like, all people aren't like that. We come from a community of people. We are like family. We help each other. We protect each other. Right. We can help you. We can, t- we, we can protect you. Right. And this guy finally breaks down crying because he... He says, I don't believe you. And, and they are both convincing him and they finally wear him down. Yeah. And then he goes to untie Aaron from mm-hmm. the seat and he finally tells them his name. My name is Maze. And as soon as he says that, <laughs> Gabriel has gotten up and picked up Aaron's mace off the floor and Wally bopped this guy up against yes, him and killed him. I was like, girl, girl. Aaron is sitting there looking at him like. I was not expecting that. I was not. I was not. I was not. But it's, and, and he was just like, we're good. And Aaron was like, are we? And it's so right. funny because you think about Gabriel's evolution as a character like Mm -hmm. when we first see him he is on a rock screaming for his life because he's (laughs) confronted by two walkers like he's shaking he done pissed himself because he's so scared and now he literally has become this I won't say unconscionable because I, I do believe he still has a conscience but again like you said he's gotten to the point where He's going to do whatever he needs to do to protect his people. And, and to survive, he, yes. And he kills without remorse now. You know, we mm-hmm. saw it with Dante and we see it with this person. And when he tells Aaron, 
we can't take this guy back to our community. He killed his brother's family. And Aaron's like, okay, whatever. You know what? We need to go. Because again, and and I kind of get Aaron's point of view on this, because if you think about this, Gabriel, you're being very hypocritical right now. You right. left a whole congregation of people outside of your church for self-preservation. This dude supposedly killed his brother and his brother's family because they betrayed him after he protected him. No, it's not right, but you can kind of understand his thinking, especially in this world. Right. So I was kind of, I was a little bit shocked about that, but I was kind of like, okay, at this point. But then it's it's the nonchalantness of, okay, I did it, let's go. (laughs) Right. Like I said, no remorse. <laughs> and I think, unfortunately, in this world, you kind of, if you have to go about killing people in that way, mm-hmm. you kind of have to turn that part of your humanity off in order to get through it. Because think about it, it, especially with him being a man of the cloth, if he had to think about everybody that he's had to kill in these last few years, he would be like Carol on a bad day. I swear to God. You know, so it's kind I, of like yeah. when he thinks about it, He's got Rosita back at home. Coco. They've got Coco. He's got to think about what's best for them and what's best for everybody else in the community and what what is best for all the other children in the community. And you have to you have to think about it. He gets that mentality from Rick. Yeah. So he learned a lot from Rick. At mm-hmm. first, he was so against Rick, but once mm-hmm. he saw what Rick really was about rick was not about killing people rick was about doing what he had to do to keep his family his community safe yeah gabriel was just kind of picked up that mantle in in a sense especially like like i said with the saviors with the whispers especially you can't have a moment of remorse there because that can cause mistakes that can cause problems that can cause that can be a risk to someone else's life think about carol and what happened with connie her just not you know not having a crack mind of i don't give a damn i'm about to get it done right that crack mind well we 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 know connie isn't lost but you know cause you to not even not even just lose connie because you see the rift that it's caused between her and her best friend so i mean they have to realize that you have this one track mind, but there are consequences after, after you done it's consequences. Exactly. Because now what is going to be the consequence? You know, Aaron, not going to trust him. Next time they run up on somebody who possibly needs say, I wouldn't trust you. Like, now nah, we good. Just don't. Just go. <laughs> it's, it's best for you to just go on, go on back your way. Because I, 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 I can't believe you at this point because you are going to make sure, and, and who's to say, well, let me not say that, because if they come across somebody in a more, I guess you would say, vulnerable position, but even still, you don't know the evil that that person has. You get them back to your community and, okay, they wreaking havoc, you know, like Dante was a sleeper. We didn't know, mm-hmm. you know, got in there, you thinking this person is a friend and they wreaking all this havoc. I'm still so pissed about that one. Like, it was, it was a brilliant way to write that story, but the fact that Sadiq, okay, let's not, don't, don't get me started. Don't get me started because, oh, uh, don't get me started. Oh, that that whole thing. But yeah, it's, 
whew, it's brilliant. But but what follows afterwards is the interesting part. So as they're getting ready to leave the warehouse, Aaron stops and he's like, he heard our whole conversation last night. Mm-hmm. Where was he hiding? Right. So they they find this um they find this upstairs room where Mays had apparently been staying and as they go further into the room they find two skeletons on the floor and they also find Mays' brother locked up in handcuffs his twin brother at that and when they realize, you know, when they get to him, his words are my family. He made me play. He made me play. Gabriel finds the keys to the handcuffs and he tells him, hey, we're going to help you. We're not here to hurt you. We're going to help you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, the guy is skittish because who knows how long he's been locked up, up like that. Mm-hmm. And then when Gabriel goes to uncuff him once his first hand is free he grabs gabriel's gun out of gabriel's belt and he points it at them and gabriel's like hey we just want to help you and you know his brother is like really skeptical like help what can you do to help me he was like hey we want to help you we want to get you away from here you know Mm -hmm. trying to help him this is what gabriel's saying the guy Mm -hmm. looks down at his family and he blows his head off okay now, this is where things get interesting. I don't think Mays was lying about the story. Okay. Because if you listen, if you think about what Mays did with Aaron and Gabriel, you mm-hmm. know, he was talking about his brother's betrayal and how people are evil and selfish and all this other stuff. And he was fully expecting Gabriel and Aaron to shoot one another in order to save their own skin. Right. Think about the way he played that game. And then you think about what the brother said when he came, when they came into the room. My family, he made me play. That means that when he betrayed his brother, his brother said he handled it. He never said that he killed the family. He said he handled it. What he did was he made his twin play the game. You either shoot yourself or you shoot one of them. The brother shot his family to save his own skin wow that is why Mays had that mindset and that's why he said his brother taught him a lesson because when it came down to it his twin chose self-preservation and chose to save himself rather than save his family Gabriel made a wrong call in both instances because Mays was the brother who was betrayed. He was the person, like Gabriel said, you weren't always like this. You were good at some point. Something turned you like this. Think about what people say about the bond that twins have. Twins supposedly have a bond that is unbreakable. Right. This man, your twin brother, not only betrayed you by trying to take the last of your food, he also attacked you with the intent to kill. Right. Because you were taking away resources from him and his family. So in order to punish him. In the end, he lost his family too, though. In the end, he lost his family because of his own selfishness. And I believe Mays made him stay alive 
with the with the skeletons of his family in front of him with the bullet holes in their skulls as punishment like this is what happens when you're selfish this is what happens when you're evil gabriel made the wrong call in both instances because he could have saved maze maze could could have been a valuable asset to Alexandria, if he would have taken the brother back on the assumption that oh this is what Mays did to did to y'all yeah the think about it the next time if the reapers had come by if anybody else evil had come by if somebody had come by while they were trying to take him back to Alexandria would he save them the way Aaron and Gabriel would look out for each other and save each other or save him or would he do harm to both of them to save himself again. Gabriel made the wrong decision in both instances. Mm -hmm. I can see that. But then, what would have happened if he said, okay, Maze, you can come with us. You think Maze would have told him, oh, my brother locked up in the ceiling? No, because he probably would have, because in his mind, his brother deserved his fate. I mean, you are a person who you chose yourself over your wife and your child that was still a little girl yeah yeah but as a poet you know when you had the choice to save them or save yourself yeah and take your punishment for betraying your brother or for trying to kill your brother not even just betraying you went after your brother with a knife you scarred up his face so bad trying to kill him he probably would have left his brother there and be like, yeah. Yeah, he he deserves he deserves to stay up there as his punishment. I mm. can say in this particular world, the way the world, the way that things are for them now, I can't say I would have blamed him because if you will turn against your family and turn against your twin, you'll turn against everybody him. else. Ain't nothing. Nobody would be safe around him. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And I thought that, you know, when you mentioned the thing about Gabriel and the church in the beginning, I thought that it was a good parallel because literally Gabriel is looking at a version of himself. This man did the same thing Gabriel did all those, you know, times before. Saved himself. Right. Was there a chance he could have redeemed himself? Maybe. Who knows? But at this point. If he had 10 years in the walking dead world. Right, but at this point, Gabriel, when when he did what he did, he had to he had to atone for that within himself. You know, he didn't have anybody p- torturing him. He didn't have anybody punishing him. He had to deal with that guilt himself, and he had to learn to live with that himself. This other guy, his brother, has been torturing him for the last ten years by or the last however long it's been by making you sit there and watch that and live with that stench and live with that, that man was not going to be in his right mind. Right. No matter what. I don't think there would have been any redemption for him. Even if they, even if he had not shot himself and they were able to take him with him, I just Uh don't think that would have been a good thing for Gabriel and Aaron. And I don't think it would have been good for the community. Yeah. He was probably too far off, you know, with, having killed his family like he 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 would he wouldn't have been no good at nothing Mm -hmm. you know what i mean he'd have been like the crazy man that you have to keep locked up good thing you got a prison (laughs) 
Yeah, but I mean, think about it. He probably begged his brother to kill him on multiple occasions. Oh, I'm sure. You know, especially once you sit there and you're hit with the grief of, you know, the, the grief and the guilt of what you've done. And then you locked up right next to them. You have to constant, they're there as a constant reminder that this is what you did. Because you, it ain't like you can go in another room. You literally shackled into the corner. Right. With them laid right. And then if even if he did have enough, you know, lag to lay on that mattress, you got to lay next to your dead family. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what do you do? You just sit in the corner or, you know, whatever. And I'm sure that once he, well, no, because they, they'd be shot in the head. Because I was going to say, I'm sure, you know, if they came back as walkers, but no, if you're playing Russian roulette, you shooting them in the head. Mm-hmm. But then to sit there and watch the bodies decay and, you know, all, everything that goes through death mm-hmm. and you are stuck sitting and living in that. Yeah, you go, go, go crazy. Super crazy. And then not only that, he's probably living in his own filth because his brother doesn't seem like the type of person that's going to, you know, just let him go out or whatever. That's that's part, probably a part of the punishment. Yeah. He, he hadn't bathed. He hadn't shaved. He was yeah. just, he was there. And who knew, who knows if he was feeding, he was probably feeding him enough for him not to die. Right. Yeah. Just just prolong it because you need to you need to live with this. This is your punishment. Yeah. You know. So when he did get that gun from Gabriel, he was like, I ain't going no goddamn way. I am done. I'm I'm ready to be done. Like hey, put myself out of my misery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, I am I ain't going no damn well. And he probably knew that you know, he know what gun that was. Cause I'm sure that's a gun he played with. And mm-hmm. he probably knew. Oh yeah! It, it, oh, and plus he's upstairs, so he can hear. He knew what the hell was going on. Yeah, he knew his brother was dead, and he knew mm, I'm good. I ain't going. You know, I'm I'm not doing this. I'm I'm out. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I I thought it was very interesting. Like I I kind of when I first saw it, I almost agreed with Gabriel. You know, as far as him killing Maze, because I was like, okay, if this is what this guy did. But then when we saw the brother and literally when I heard the words, he made me play. He made me play. I was like, oh, yeah, he didn't kill them. He killed them. It completely changed the way I looked at the whole episode. Yeah. Completely. Yeah, I can, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Because you, and you that's can, why he was like the the evil in people. Mm-hmm. Because we saw it firsthand from his brother, who yeah, I'm. A, you do this to me, we about to play this little game. So he automatically automatically assumed that Aaron and Gabe would self preserver, you know, self mm-hmm. offer self preservation and try to make sure that they live. But once you see that Aaron was like, "Fuck, I." And like, let me go on and do this. It's gonna take everything in me, but I'm gonna do it. He's like, you know, like, damn it. You know, right. he was hoping, you know, that these were the type of people he had ran across. Nope, he got a different breed with these, you mm-hmm. know, with the Alexandrians. So yeah, he he was like, you know, kind of at the end, like, damn, like you you ain't gonna right. shoot him. You really gonna shoot yourself? Fine, fine, right. fine. I'm right. no more. Because the other thing, too, with the Alexandrians, and we, we've heard Daryl say this explicitly to Rick, but you kind of get this feeling with the rest of them, too. They would die for each other. Oh, absolutely. 
you know, they, they, you know what? You they also saw that, you know they'll die for each other because when the whisperers kidnapped all those people, remember they was fighting together. Remember the, the story that uh Sadiq told? Yep. They were fighting together. They knew they was, you know, they knew they knew they were gonna die. Mm-hmm. They knew they was outnumbered, but I ain't going out like no bitch. Like right, you're gonna exactly. have to, you gonna have to, you gonna have to work for this, right? Pack the lunch. We we, and, we about to get into it. Yeah, and it was so, even okay. Even if I die, maybe they'll get away or something. You know, to that nature. Like they really do protect each other. Like Aaron said, and I just think Maze had been by himself for so long, and then of course you're you're traveling with your brother and and his family, your family that we knew meant a lot to him because when Aaron and Gabriel are leaving, they turn and look and on the shelf above Maze's bed, he still has old pictures of all four of them together. He has a picture of him and his twin. He has a picture of them too with the wife and the child. So you know that these people meant something to him. Mm-hmm. And so to have that kind of betrayal from the person that you were born with that you grew up with you shared a womb with this person and that person betrayed you yeah he probably he he was jaded with good reason absolutely absolutely you know i just hate that at the time when he finally felt like there was a little bit of hope he got bashed in the head but it's it's kind of like again but my thing is, uh-huh. how you did not hear Father Gabriel picking that damn thing up, coming around? How you ain't hear none of that? Because he had his back towards Gabriel because he was he was on his knees, un, uh, you know, cutting the rope from Aaron's. Uh, I still would have been like, you know. I, huh. I think he was just, I think he was just overwhelmed at that point. You know, like oh my God, maybe, maybe they're right. Maybe they're telling the truth. Maybe there is hope. If you've lived for so long with no hope and then all of a sudden you have this little bitty light that comes in, Mm -hmm. he probably was overwhelmed. He probably, I mean, he dropped his guard. Yeah. And that was the perfect time for Gabriel to strike because I didn't hear him get out of his chair. I heard that mace be picked up and I heard those footsteps, that little pity pat of running. You hear? Yes. Okay, so nobody, I ain't hear yes. That's why I'm saying I ain't hear it. You can hear. Bam! I was like, oh. Okay, I'm gonna go when it yeah. go when it come. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna have to go back and look at that part because I'm like, you ain't heard nothing. Like you, you don't hear, hear nothing. A, you can hear like a very very faint scrape. Oh, I forgot you you watch it with the with the caption. Yes, but you know what? I could actually hear it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you can hear okay. like a little bitty scrape, and then you can hear pop, 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 and that was his feet running towards him, and then you see the 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 bash, and it was just kind of like, oh, he actually really did that. You know, at first okay, he thought he okay. knocked him out, and then when he threw down Aaron, I did face, too. I was like, <gasps> no, I did straight too. out killed him in cold blood. Yeah. Like yeah. Because you got to keep in mind that Mace got on them spikes on it. So if you're hitting somebody with that, I mean, that's that's death. He ain't, up. <laughs> he ain't even coming back as a walker from that one because he got him right in the head. But in it, the head. Mm-hmm. But again, it's just kind of like, how do you you have to kind of put away your humanity because 
how do you go from being this person who just convinced this man, like you're giving him hope and you're telling him that there's still goodness. In the, you literally said this not two minutes ago. There's right. still good people in the world. We can, we, we can help you and blah, blah, blah. And then you turn around, you bash this man in the head and you're just like, okay, we're good. All right, right. I was just he like, was like, let's, let's go. And Aaron is just like, what? <laughs> Yeah, that's how you know Father Gabriel is over it because he went right back. And then you see once, and then once, oh boy, his brother shot himself. Gabriel looking th- on the shelf, looking through the cans, like you know, like I a mean, man didn't just shoot himself two seconds ago. Right, but I mean, at this point, it's I don't even know if if it registered to Gabriel that this guy shot his family, because like I said, I had to think about what he said when they walked in the room. Yeah. Because if if he had paid attention to that, I don't think he would have. I don't think he would have rescued him. He yeah. probably would have thought, "Oh, your brother." You know, he probably had the mindset of, "Oh, you ended up doing this because of what your brother did to you." But no, your your brother did that to you to prove a point. Like, right? Like he was trying to prove with us. Right. 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 You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Well, I mean, think about it. He said, he said, people are thieves and murderers. Though that was the two descriptions. His brother was a thief because he tried to steal from him, and he was a murderer because he tried to kill him, and then he turned around and killed his wife and child in order to save his own ass. Yep. That's true. That's true. So if that's, I mean, think about it. If that is your if that is your experience with what this post-Walker world is. I wouldn't have faith in people either. This is, like I said, this is the person who's the closest to you. And if this is what he can do, right. I'm fucking with the rest of y'all out there. I stay in my warehouse and, and do whatever. That's true. You're right. You're right. So I, I thought it was very, very interesting episode in that aspect because it really does put to mind the motto don't trust a book by its cover you really thought that this guy was crazy and that he was you know he was the evil one for making y'all do this game and no this is just what experience made him into yeah he 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 did it to prove a point right his point didn't get proven but he did it because based on his experience this is what i know to be true Mm -hmm. if put in this situation it's all about self-preservation. Right. Aaron and Gabriel proved him wrong in that. And that probably is the only thing that gave him that glimmer of hope. Like, oh, not everybody is like this. Mm-hmm. Not everybody is out for stuff. Some are willing to sacrifice themselves for their family or their friends. Not my experience, but there are people out there who do and who will. Right. right. So, yeah. And then if you think about it, I mean, if you want to look at it from his point of view, after seeing what happened, you can almost say he's kind of correct, too, because Gabriel didn't have to kill him. They could have taken they they could have they could have taken him with them. They could have left him. They could have left him to his own devices. You know, oh, yeah, we have a community, but yeah, we're not going to bring you, you know, especially once he let his guard down. They could have easily taken his guns. They could have tied mm. him up and left uh, him there. Or, you know, they, they could have done anything else but kill him. Yeah. You know, but yeah. 
unfortunately, the way it seems in this world is kill or be killed. Yeah. And you don't want to have it where, you know, I don't kill you. I leave you. I just tie you up. Now you come looking for me. Yeah, now we can't have that. So yeah, unfortunately, that is the 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 resolve. I got to get you got to die. Yeah. Otherwise, it's a chance you're gonna come back for me. It's a chance, you know, other people may come across this place and not be saved. So yeah, you're right. You're right. But they did get a bore after this. <laughs> they had a good meal. Yeah, I, look. I don't, think, I don't think I'd have been able to stay in the ceiling while they're down there cooking my goddamn. Yeah, y'all cooking my damn food. I'm, I got to come get some. Right, cooking my so, boar, yeah. drinking my drinking my alcohol. Oh, speaking of which, did you see the drinking Easter egg? Did you see the Easter egg in the alcohol? So I've been seeing Wayne Jones. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's Morgan's. Yeah, I saw it. Yep. I was like, yeah, oh. I saw. That's. I was like, that's sweet, but at the same time, I was like, that's so depressing. <laughs> because so, kind of like so dirty. Yeah, you know they gotta put stuff like that just to make you remember. But you know what I'm really enjoying is how they are shooting. Like, because we know, of course, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Mm -hmm. But they are, even though there aren't a lot of people in the episodes. Because, like, if you look, like none of them have a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But they still are getting the messages across. Still getting their points across. Yes. Still telling the story really effectively you know by telling everybody's little backstory that way you only have one or two people like last episode it was mostly you know daryl and leah those are the only two people they mm -hmm. were essentially always by themselves until they got together same way with this one it was only them two and then once they introduced maze it's three you know you never have this big group like we're so used to having right but even in that, in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of, you know, making sure everybody's safe, they are still doing an excellent job at storytelling. Yes, very much so. I'm, I'm really enjoying these, these little bonus episodes. So yeah, they, um, you know, they're, they're giving us different sides of these characters that we haven't had a chance to see because of course, when you're dealing with a whole ensemble, you're, you're there to tell the main story, but I like having these little offshoots about, you know, two characters here or a couple of characters there and just kind of seeing them tell their own story. And then right. we see, or we will see how those decisions and those actions will kind of shape what's coming up in the future. Right. You know, because right. uh, again, I don't, I don't know that this will stay in Gabriel's mind because maybe he is at that point where if he feels he has to make that decision of killing people he he deals with it and he moves on yeah. but we may see him you know ponder this later on because again like I said I feel like the lesson of the episode is that you can't really judge people by the way that they look because right you had these two brothers who got put in this situation and you made an assumption about one and it turns out the other one it was, was you know not necessarily call him evil but selfish yeah you know yeah. and and yeah. a lot of times selfish can lead to evil actions true who would right who would All day. Their, their, I mean 
I don't even want to say it like this, but if you have to choose between your wife and child, most people will probably the wife because the child is like your child. That's who you're supposed to protect. But, you know, the fact that he did both, I I would have, yeah. Yeah. And he had to have been, it had to have been two separate instances because unless the way Mays did it was he put two bullets in the chamber and then made him you know do it i i mean i don't know but my my thing is if if there had been more bullets available and i had to kill my two children or kill my wife and child i would have been immediately after that you know because if you if you think about it if your brother is making you do this he's not gonna have good intentions for you afterwards especially especially after you try to kill him and okay because I don't, because that's the thing though. What would have been different had the, well, we clearly see that the brother chose to shoot somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, but would this have been a different story if, would the brother have stopped him if he chose himself the way Aaron did? Would he have stopped it then? Or is this still going to be your punishment? Well, it, it, it might've been, he might not have stopped it because you done maimed me. So this is your punishment. Mm-hmm. Your punishment is yourself or them. Granted, you chose them, so now I'm going to make you live with the decision that you made. Yeah. But had you done yourself, we, we've been good. Yeah. But, you know, it also makes me wonder when he gave his brother the gun, did he give him a fully loaded gun? Absolutely so that, not. So, so, that there was, so that there was no hesitation. But yeah, you're right, because then that means, well... I don't know, because chances are he would have had a shotgun on his brother, too, and, like, choose. Yeah. 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 But, you know, it's just there's there's so many more questions about that that we could ask. But I think in the end, it really doesn't matter. I mean, the the final thing is the brother chose to save himself. Yep. Opposed to saving his his wife and, and kid. And he had to live with the consequences of that. Yep. So, which is being locked up in the corner in your own filth and feces uh, and getting scraps to eat mm-hmm. and looking at your ass family. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. That's harsh, but I mean. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. It was, it was a good episode, though. I mean, it was. Yeah, I, and then when they get to the end after they free and they're like, oh, here's the water tower. And then Gabriel was like, I mean, Aaron was like, one more. Yeah. We clearly know that was uneventful because it wasn't in the show, but still. <laughs> right. I don't think, and I don't think it was about that that final destination. I, I think it was more so about the journey they had to take to get there. And then oh, also, you know, we see the the recurring theme of family, you know, throughout the whole episode, like you see the the first family that got burned in the house. If you think about it, those two adults probably could have left that child. One of the adults could have left with the child. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's probably different scenarios where somebody could have come out of that scenario alive, but you see them, they're all huddled together when they come across the skeletons, that family chose to stay together and die together. The same thing yeah. with, you know, the, the cars on the, 
freeway, these were families who were trying to get away and they ended up dead. Same with the couple on the roof. You see them when they died, they were fully embraced. Like they were resigned to their fate and they decided as opposed to, I guess, one living without the other, they decided to go out together. You know, yeah. so you kind of see that theme of family throughout the whole episode. And then you come to this, this other family and you see that it went in such the opposite way. Instead of that family sticking together and protecting each other, they ended up splintering and being pulled apart. Mm-hmm. So yeah. The other thing see. is, and, and the, other, the, the other good message with that is, blood ain't always thicker than water hello you know because aaron and gabriel are not blood family but they are family and they chose to protect each other they they were willing to shoot themselves to protect the other person yep so that's true that's true Uh, pretty uh, uh. pretty harsh lesson but it was (laughs) i mean it was a great episode it was. It was. I think the only but, thing that bothered me is that from what what people said, because I don't read the um, I don't read the comics, is that that was supposed to be an Aaron and Jesus scene, you know. Oh, yeah. Because I think in, I think in the comics after you know everything that happened, Aaron and Jesus actually ended up together. So I was oh. kind of like I was looking at this like. <sighs> You know, not that I, I, have a problem. I don't have a problem with Seth Gilliam. I don't have a problem with Father Gabriel. I love the way that the episode ended up playing out, but I still think about all of the potential that they had for Jesus with this show and how they just kind of... They had a lot of potential for a whole lot of people that they done killed off That's of true. Carl. So That's true. That's true. I'm glad we got a new show running. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'll say so that. many things could be so different if we still had a Carl or we still had a Henry. You know what I mean? If we had these people that could have continued that storyline that kind of just, you know, fell off once you got rid of these characters who could fulfill what this is supposed to do. So I don't even go based on the comics anymore because, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. At this point, so long ago. Yeah, and then because then at this point they are now with these bonus episodes they are telling stories that may not necessarily even be in the comics that we need to know you know what i mean so they're telling things kind of to wrap up you know season 10 and get us prepared for our final season of 11 you know what i mean i know oh you said final season i know so but that's that's where we are with it you know just trying to make sure that once it's done we don't they're not leaving you know lingering questions of what happened or what if or what 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 because i have a feeling we're still gonna get lingering questions after yes after season 11 is over yes i think they're not not gonna give us closure on a lot of stuff i think some stuff will be cliffhangers i think i think we may have some resolution but I don't think they're going to end this series wrapped up in a pretty neat bow. I don't think so because, because you have to have room, I think, even for this story to possibly be told in another way. 
in the future TWD universe. So yeah, yeah we're, we're not going to get a happy ending. We're not going to get a nice pretty bow, but um, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. No. No? No, I don't think okay. so. I don't think so. Fine. Which is okay with me, Fine. depending on what gets resolved and what doesn't. I'm not expecting any kind of resolution for the Rick storyline because we know that we don't know and and the only thing we know so far that i can think of is that the first movie picks up from when he and jadis were picked up by the civic republic i don't know what the other two movies are going to be i don't know if we're going to see rick at the end of the 11th season i would love to see that but i'm going to be honest i'm not going to get my hopes up that way if it doesn't happen yeah yeah, if it doesn't happen, I won't be disappointed. If it does, I'll be ecstatic. But I have no, I have no expectations to see Rick or Michonne in the eleventh season. I think that's the only way I'm going to keep my sanity for the eleventh season is to not. And they can't show up because this is why they can't show up because Daryl and Carol have to leave for a reason. Same way Michonne did. So we are not going to see them, but we're going to see a clue to let him know that Rick is still alive. So he's not going to see him, but they're the same way Michonne had a clue. There's going to be a clue to let you know, oh, is this my break? You know, Mm -hmm. because remember Michonne found the boots and the phone. So he's going to find something, whether it's the gun or, you know, he's going to find something to say, right. Let me go look for my brother. Because if, if you don't, what they leave him for. Right. You know what I mean? Hmm. Cause especially if, unless he's going to find Leah and we know Connie is still here. So we know she's going to come back in some, some fashion, mm-hmm. but what, why would he leave? You know I what I mean? Would, I don't think he would go to find Leah at this point because even in the current storyline, that has been maybe a few years yeah. since he last saw her. And yeah. he's moved on. You know, she, mm-hmm. I think Daryl was there with her when he was with her, but I don't think it was it wasn't like a Rick type of thing where he says he's never going to stop looking for Rick. Because I think even with, even though they've all moved on, I think he he's moved on for the sake of Michonne and the kids to not keep giving them hope, you know, in that sense. But I just, I think Leah was an important part of his story, but Mm -hmm. I don't think, I don't think she's in game in that sense. Now he may come across right. her again and we don't know what will happen then. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if I see that being enough of a reason for him to leave everything else, especially with Judith and RJ getting a little bit older with Michonne being gone. I don't see him abandoning those kids. So the only thing I can think of is that, you know, like you said, he finds out something about where they may be and him and Carol will leave to go take care of them and, or, you know, to go find them. And they take nobody else with them because somebody has to stay behind and protect Alexandria. Somebody has to stay behind and rebuild. So 
at this point it's still a lot of speculation we'll see but right you know like i said i don't i'm not expecting rick and michonne in season 11 i'm not i'm not going to give myself that kind of hope just to have the curtain you know pulled over my eyes or the rug yanked from up under me i'm i'm not going to do that to myself okay so don't do it because they ain't coming (laughs) so but um just don't I, I just I, I I can't I can't it's just it's too much yeah it's it's too much but um let's see what is the episode that we have coming up next hold on it is splinter and that the, for this we go back to Eugene Ezekiel Princess and you meet you meet oh, fine okay okay finally finding out what happened to they ass yes. Okay. So that, that's the next episode, which I am so excited for because, man. So now we, we, that means we finally get to meet the Commonwealth. And is, are we going to see Stephanie? We better see Stephanie ass. Wait, who is Stephanie? Who he was talking to on the radio. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're right. I forgot. Yeah. So we, we come on, Nick. Come on, Thursday. <laughs> right. right. So. And you know, so, I know, I know that there has been some speculation about who the Commonwealth is, and you know, I think some people have wondered whether or not that's who Georgie is with now. And like, I still, I still want to know a little bit more about Georgie. I've said this before. We said this a few episodes. And the ago. twins. Yes, it's like y'all <laughs> introduced them to us and then took them away from us, but you still mention them, so that means that they have to still be a big part of the story. They somewhere. They're somewhere, so why not with the Commonwealth? And and you know what? I just this is what I hope. I hope the Commonwealth is friendly. You know, of course, you've got new people coming into your territory. Yeah, you're bound to take them hostage and question them because you want to make sure they don't have bad intent. Okay, fine. Get that done, and then afterwards, I want the Commonwealth to be friendly. I want them to come back and to help help our group take care of whoever the fuck these Reapers are. <laughs> uh-huh. That's what I need. That's what yes, I need too. Let's go. That's yeah. what we. That's what we're rooting for. Right. So, <laughs> so we have that episode, and then we have uh, two more episodes after that. We have the episode called "Diverged," and that episode is also Carol and Daryl. Um, it talks about. It basically is what happens after the episode we saw of them last week. They they go to their separate way. They go their separate ways, and uh-huh. I guess we see what happens with that. And then the last episode is the Here's Negan episode, which has been highly anticipated by a lot of people, including us, because a lot of people yes. want to know about Negan's backstory, like what made yeah. him the way that he was. So. We're wrapping down on these six episodes and then we have to break for a few months. Only a few months because like I mentioned, we're supposed to be getting season 11 in the summertime. So hopefully this will be a short hiatus. And uh, yeah, in the meanwhile, Casey and I are planning to catch up on Fear the Walking Dead because both of us dropped off somewhere around season two, season three. I, I dropped off season three. So we're planning on picking that up and covering that on the show. Um, yep. Yeah. So uh, 
do you have any final thoughts about this episode? I can't wait for next week's episode anything about this episode hmm no I, I, I do I like that it was this was even though it had a serious moment this one was a little more lighthearted mm-hmm. with the funnies with that so that that gave us a break that we not usually you know we usually amped up for the episode so these you know the funny moments that they threw in really just helped break that high anxiety you know tension uh let's go what's about to happen let's go what's about to happen so yeah. I, I enjoyed it because yeah yeah, because I, I never, Gabriel was laughing. I was cracking up with him. Like he did scream like a little girl. <laughs> yeah, and I um I actually have a friend who works on the crew for The Walking Dead. And when I you know I posted about this episode on my Instagram, she was like, "I see." Uh, she was talking about uh, Father Gabriel, Seth Gilliam. She was like, "I see him on set every day, and he is hilarious." I said, "He looks like he would be." So I'm glad we got a chance to see a little bit of that in. Yeah. Uh, you know in this episode so it's you know um that's always fun to kind of see them be a little bit out of character you know because we're so used to seeing Gabriel so serious you know we've seen Aaron be lighthearted, but that was back when Eric was alive we haven't seen that from Aaron in a long time you know we see uh, we see you know small moments here and there with Gracie but I haven't seen real joy come from Aaron in a long time. So this was, like you said, it was very fun to see. It was very nice to see them just kind of being human for a moment, as opposed to being warriors or being on guard or, you know, just to kind of see them just, you know, let loose a little bit that that was fun to see so i I do hope we get to see a few more of those moments in the series i already know we're going to see it in the next episode because we got eugene and princess in that episode oh my god so i'm so excited because i fucking love princess like from the first time she stepped on the screen i was like okay she's gonna be my new favorite character i feel it in my bones so to get her and to get Eugene and both of their humor. And then you have King Ezekiel and Yumiko who are both looking at them like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, this is going to be, yeah. I have a feeling, even though it seems like it's going to be a heavy episode, I do have a feeling I'm going to laugh a little bit too, just because of Eugene and Princess. Like those yeah. two I can see being BFFs from this point yeah. on. Like I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm so ready for it. So yes, I'm ready. I'm ready. I know. Next week's going to be a good one. Yep. Let me also put in here, before we go, we need to say an official welcome to Casey because she is now actually an official part of the Fandom Hybrid Podcast and not just this now. So yay, welcome Casey. Um, yay! Looking forward to having a lot of Walking Dead fun with you and other fun. And it makes it so much easier because... Casey and I literally live like 15 minutes away from each other and we are about maybe half an hour from where they filmed the set so I'm expecting us to do a lot more Walking Dead content on this podcast so you guys stay tuned for that but for now that is it for our show you can find us online at www.fandomhybrid.com we are on social media on facebook instagram and twitter at fandom hybrid you can listen to us on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher iHeartRadio, and other major podcast streaming platforms thanks for listening we hope you join the conversation next time